Welcome to an Impact Ministries production, brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self-development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. Hello, I'm Jim Richards. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas if you're watching this as it's coming out. And otherwise, I want to welcome you to Impact Cyber Church, where we are going to church with the whole world. Right now, people all over the world are participating in this Cyber Church broadcast. Man, I am so thankful for the fact that we have technology today that makes it possible for us to touch and minister to people all over the world. Because, you know, Remember, our, our goal is to fulfill the biblical objective. The biblical objective of ministry, the biblical objective of church is to develop disciples unto the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, <clears throat> sadly, and I, I hate to say this because it sounds so critical, but, but I got news for you. There's not really much of that happening. It's, it, it, you know, there's great churches that are, that are ministering. Now, take, let, me, let me say this. There are some churches that are doing this. I'm not trying to lump all churches and all groups, you know, into the same stereotype here. But, you know, I, I have found that, that it seems like among many good churches where a, a good, decent word is being preached, there still is a lack of understanding of what the real goal is. We are supposed to be developing disciples. And Jesus said that. That was the last thing he said before he left planet Earth. And he said the way we develop disciples is to teach them to believe and obey everything that he taught. Now, to some people, that sounds like legalism. Some people, the moment you mention any concept of obedience or rules or this sort of thing, then immediately people jump to that place where, oh, you're talking about, you're talking about religion. You're talking about, you're talking about legalism. No, uh, we're talking about the last thing from legalism. You know, the truth is, Jesus came in. You know, this broadcast, if you're watching this when it's originally coming out, this broadcast is coming out uh, a week before Christmas. And, and I want you to understand something. Jesus came to planet Earth with a very specific objective in mind. And that objective was, was really to show us the glory of God, to show us who God really was, to show us God's opinion of himself, if you will. And so, and so, that was his purpose for coming. I mean, yes, yes, he was going to, he was going to live a sinless life. He was going to be the exact model of what a man would look like, yielded to the Holy Spirit, manifesting the glory of God to the world, showing the world what they had rarely ever seen about God. Now, in the book of Ephesians, where Paul talks about the role of of the ministry, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And he actually presents our, our role there within the church a little bit more specifically than, than Jesus said it in Matthew 28, but it's all, it all works together. And, and he talked about that we are supposed to be equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. Now that word equip, it, it comes from... Uh, um, a, a word that has two basic meanings. It's a compound word. And one means to mend or to make whole. You see, God wants, God wants you whole. You, to the degree that you experience true wholeness, 
to that degree, not only are you capable of experiencing the goodness of God, capable of feeling the love of God, but you're capable of responding to it. You know, there's a, there's a lot of emphasis today on God loving us. Now, I say this, I'm not saying this to brag or, or, to, or to make myself out to be anything, but I was probably one of the first uh, national and international voices back n nearly 40 years ago that started talking about how there was all of this emphasis on, on us loving God, but very little emphasis on God loving us. And I had no idea that people would take that and just go to the other extreme with it, where today there's all this emphasis on God loving us with no emphasis on us loving Him. And what that tells me, it doesn't matter which extreme you go to, you're going to an extreme that has nothing to do with relationship. It's just some doctrinal concept because the reality of it is God wants a relationship wherein we are giving and receiving love with one another, where we're able to be intimate. Now, I'll tell you something. People who are not made whole, people who are not getting healed from past hurts, these are people that their greatest struggle will be to give and to receive love. And I'll tell you, you know, I got volumes of books, volumes of material on this. You go to uh, Impact TV, you can, you can check this stuff out. Or, you know what, if you're one of the people who have become a part of Impact unlimited over at moveyourboundaries.com, then you have access to material. All of my new material that's coming out every month, you have access to this. You have access to, to a, a, a series that I've come out with where you can find the keys to getting whole, to getting healed in your heart. And it's a subscription site, so you're not even having to buy these series as they come out. You're not even having to buy the books. They're made available to you on your mobile device or on your computer at home. And I'm telling you what, you can invest in yourself and you need to invest in yourself to get whole by the love of God. I didn't mean to jump over on that, but I want to tell you something. You definitely want to check that out. And if you're not, if you're, if you're not watching this on YouTube, you can go to impactministries.com and just click on uh, uh, Impact Unlimited or you can go to moveyourboundaries.com. And I'm telling you what, just for pennies a day, you can have access to all this material that I have that people are using all over the world to get whole by the love of God. That's what we want to have happen to you. And, and so Paul says, so Paul says that we're equipping the saints. Now that word equip not only means to, uh, to mend and to make people whole, but to mend and make them whole for the purpose of, of ministering to other people, for the purpose of serving God in helping other people. Now, you know, again, one of the things that, one of the things that we're faced with in this world is, 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 uh, there just seems to be a lack of understanding about our purpose here on earth. You know, the truth is the world needs to see God as He is. That is the glory of God. You know, Jesus manifested the glory of God because, because number one, He took God's Word the way God intended it and really the way the Scriptures even originally taught it and he taught it from the perspective of love. Listen, it's always been in the Scriptures. This isn't something new to Jesus. Jesus actually never taught anything new. He just showed us what the Scriptures really meant when they were applied from God's uh, motives and God's intentions. But you know, 
It was, it was back in, even under the old covenant where, where God said that, that everything was based on love. Everything was based on loving God, uh, uh, loving others as you love yourself. Everything, everything that God ever did, everything God's doing in our life, He does it because He loves us and He wants us to experience this incredible life. But, but then He tells us that if, if we're actually receiving what He's doing, if we're receiving the love that He's offering, then the real truth is we are going to be loving other people in the same way that He loves us. In other words, we're going to see the glory of God in Him and we see Him as He is. And then when we treat people the way God really treats us, not the way religion says He treats us, then those people get a chance to see Christ in you. What does God look like in you? You know, that's the question that we all need to be concerned with. You know, uh, there are so many important things in the gospel, and, and there, there's nothing in the Bible that's not important. But sometimes we just lose the focus. The focus is a loving God paid the price for Jesus to come to planet Earth. The price that He paid was His only begotten Son, or His firstborn. You know, now, now we are... All of us who believe on Jesus are born again, adopted sons of God. But Jesus was the firstborn. Jesus was, is part of the Trinity. Jesus is, is an aspect of God Himself. It's just beyond comprehension. You can't explain the Trinity. But God sent Jesus into planet Earth to limit Himself as a man, to live with every limitation of a man. And, and, and in Jesus, we were able to see the glory of God in that he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You know, when he talked about I and the Father are one, that's what he's talking about. Everything that I do is exactly like God the Father would do it if he was walking around on planet Earth today. Everything I say is based on everything that God has ever said. Everything, everything that's happening is exactly as God intended it when He spoke in the, in the first time. You see, there is no gap between the Old and the New Covenant other than the fact that Jesus came and took all of these sacrifices, all of these things that, that uh, were only types and shadows, and He made them spiritual realities. Other than that, all of God's Word is still the same. And God Himself has not changed. And so, and so, Jesus came so that we could look at Him and see who God really is because religion had so messed that up. Listen, I want to tell you something. I want to just share, share a little bit with you about Impact Ministries and, and what we do. <clears throat> we have always been an international ministry that has always reached around the world. Yes, we win the loss. And, you know, there, there, there have been directly and indirectly. In other words, through ministers that we minister to, there have been millions of people won to Jesus, literally millions. But see, we don't stop there. We don't, we don't just try to get people to wave their hands in a crusade or something and, and get, their, get their name checked off in a box somewhere so that we can say, hey, look how many people wave their hands at Jesus. We know that God's goal is to make disciples. Now, keep in mind, a disciple is a person who is building their life on the teaching and the modeling of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so a disciple is a person that says, that says, 
how I see the world, I need to see it the way Jesus saw it. How I believe about treating people, I need, to, I need to treat people the way Jesus treated people. What I believe about God's provision, what I believe about healing, what I believe about the ministry of the Holy Spirit, what I believe about being a good husband, a good wife, a good parent, all of this needs to be based on Jesus' interpretation of everything that God has ever said. And how he treated people, how he walked in love, how he walked in godliness, that's my model. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to look at him and because in him, you see, not only do I see the glory of God in him, in him I see what I look like if I yield to the Holy Spirit. I see what I look like if I'm walking in love. And that's what we're doing all over the world. We're teaching people to be disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ and to walk with God from their own heart, not from us telling them everything to do, but teaching people to connect to God from the self. We have what we call Operation 1B. And I'm going to tell you something. If you want to give, if you want to give God a great Christmas gift this year, then I encourage you to join our World Changer team and become a part of supporting us financially every month so that all over the world, as we are raising up leaders, starting Bible schools, making disciples, winning converts, that, that you can help us bring one billion people to a living, walking relationship with God. And so, you know, go to impactministries.com uh, and, and check out our world changer information or Call the office and talk to somebody, and I'll tell you something. We'll plug you in, and we'll keep you updated on everything that's going on. We'll keep you updated on what we're doing around the world. I can't think of any greater decision that you can make during this Christmas season than to help us fulfill the very purpose for which Jesus came to planet Earth. Now, listen, we need to understand that not only is the world not seeing God as He is, the world is seeing uh, representations of God that are completely false. Keep in mind, religion had so twisted the Scripture that when the Son of God came and lived those Scriptures the way they were originally intended to be lived, applied the way they were originally intended to be applied, they killed Him. Because religion had so twisted and skewed who God was, what His character and nature was, that you couldn't even read the Scripture and, and, and grasp who God was because of the way you were forced to interpret it. As a matter of fact, if you look at any time that Jesus is talking negatively about the law or Paul is talking negatively about the law, he, they're not talking about the law of Moses. Now, they talk, they, they, they talk about the limitations of the law of Moses. No one could ever be made righteous by obeying everything in the law. But even the law told you that. But when they talk about these destructive things about the law, they are talking about the law that the Jews created to interpret what God meant and what God intended by what he said in the law of Moses. And it became so twisted, so convoluted, so legalistic that there was no relationship with God. There was just tr living in fear, just like all the people in all the other religions of the world trying to keep God from killing them. God wasn't trying to kill anybody. God was trying to have a relationship with people. But religion twisted it so bad 
that Jesus had to come. And the Bible says, you know, the Bible says that Moses gave us the law in John, the first chapter. It says, but Jesus brought us grace and truth. Now, you've, if you've watched me much, you've heard me talk about this. That word truth there is not referring to new information. Truth is the, is the true intentions, the true motives that God had behind everything that he said. Jesus came to, to be God in the flesh, to manifest the glory of God. And that's what they said they, they saw. The, the, the apostles said they, that they saw the glory of God in Jesus. Was, was that a light shining behind his head? Was, did he glow in the dark? No. They saw the glory of God because, number one, they saw God's true nature, God's true character, God's true intentions of everything that he said. They saw how Jesus treated people. They saw what, you know, what Jesus taught. And ultimately, they observed the death, burial, and the resurrection, which is the ultimate sacrifice that God could make for, for, for human life. You know, all the other gods of the world and, and, and all the other gods were based on religion. Religion is all about human beings sacrificing to try to find some way to appease the wrath of an angry God. God, on the other hand, because he is love. And that, that's what his holiness is all about. See, the word holiness means uncommon. He was so not like any of the gods, any of the false gods that are presented through all of the religions. He was so not like any of the twisted interpretations that religion came up with about him. He initiated everything. He initiated a relationship. He wanted to make sure that we could literally look at Jesus and say, oh, wait a minute, I got it wrong. I thought God was always trying to get me. I thought God was always trying to kill me. I thought God was always looking fault, looking for fault in me. No, Jesus, I mean, stop and think about it. Jesus forgave anybody that wanted forgiveness. You know, he didn't go around just declaring, I forgive you, I forgive you, I forgive you. It's, it's, it, you, know, you know, some people kind of have this universalist or, or ultimate reconciliation concept that, that, that everybody, everybody just gets forgiven. No, God offers it to everybody, but those who believe it and receive it are the ones who experience it. And everyone that came to Jesus, he never turned anybody away, even if they were in sin at the time they came. Now, many times they turned away because they didn't want to get out of their sin, because they wanted to keep living life the way they live life. But Jesus himself never turned anybody away. Do you realize not one sick person ever came to Jesus to get healed? And he said, uh, no, you know, I'm not going to heal you till you quit smoking, or I'm not going to heal you till you quit cussing, or I'm not, you know, he didn't do any of that. He manifests the glory, the greatness, the splendor of God, because the greatness of God is manifest in the loving character and the nature of God that he expresses to mankind who loves him. And like I said, not only did he show us the glory of God, but the Bible says in Acts 10, 38, that Jesus was a man anointed with the Holy Spirit who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. In other words, he showed us exactly what we could look like if we yield to the Holy Spirit. 
You know, we don't like to admit that Jesus emptied himself. Philippians, the second chapter, talks about Jesus emptied himself and becoming like us in every single way. Jesus could have sinned. Jesus could have failed. Uh, and Jesus had to live by faith and, and, and experience grace, uh, i.e. the power of the Holy Spirit working in him to overcome sin, to overcome circumstances, to, for every battle that we have to fight, he fought that battle in the same way that we would fight it to show us how we win those battles, to show us how to walk in this. So he showed us what Christ in us would look like as the glory of God. Man, I, you, you know, that, this is just too good, really, to be true. By the way, let me mention this. If you think the whole world needs to hear this good news, be sure and take just a second right now and click below and like this message if you're watching on YouTube. If you're not watching on YouTube, be sure as soon as you listen to this message, open your computer up and, 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 uh, and look this message up and like it because I'm telling you, this causes more and more people to see it. And by the way, people always want to know, are there other ways that we can, that we can uh, get your message? Yes, you know, go to my website and it'll tell you all the ways that you can get this message. You know, you can get this message on, uh, 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 on Apple. You can get this message... Uh, uh, on various apps, you can get this message. You can watch this on your big screen television, on Roku, and on various other devices. There are uh, probably a half a dozen or more ways that you can get this. One of the greatest ways you can get this is to have my mobile out, by the way. That, that means you get access to everything that I come out with every single day. I'm always releasing things to help you and to encourage you and to build you up. Anyhow, I don't want to go too far in that. You know, one of the scriptures that used to just really, it challenged me, but it encouraged me. You know, in John 14, Jesus said, He that believes on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. Now listen, if you were like me when you first came to God, and you thought about the glory of God, the greatness of God, we tend to think about it in the external expressions of power, like casting out demons and, and healing the sick and, and working miracles and those kinds of things. And you know what? Yes, that does show us something about God. The glory of God is not in the, in the fact that He works miracles. The glory of God is that He loves man enough to want to work miracles. He loves man enough to want to see man healed and delivered and set free. That's, that's the glory of God. That's the splendor of God. So, so if you were like me, you came to Jesus and now, you know, you, 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 you thought seeing the power of God would be the ultimate fix, the ultimate solution. You thought your life would change. Well, I'll tell you something, and I can't go too far in this just because of time. But I've seen this in other people, and I've seen it in me. You know, I pastored for nearly 40 years. And I loved pastoring, loved what I did, loved people, ministered to people. And um, an interesting thing that I saw as a pastor, many times some of the people who experienced some of the most phenomenal miracles in their lives didn't even keep walking with God. It wasn't long till they were backslid. It wasn't long till they were somewhere else. They were you know, losing their mind and back in sin. And it used to astound me that people would experience God in that same way or in that phenomenal way 
and not be able to stay connected. You know, I actually heard a story from, you know, from back in the days of the healing revival where, where I don't remember who he was right off the top of my head, but, you know, one of the gangsters that, 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 uh, uh, that robbed and killed and murdered people was a cripple when he was, child, when he was a child. He was taken to a healing meeting and got healed, but he never served God. He went on to become a gangster. But I'll tell you where it really became real to me. When I did crusades in other countries, and I'd stand up on that platform day after day and not only see thousands of people get saved, but I'd see hundreds and sometimes thousands of people get healed and see blind eyes open, see cripples get up and walk, see some of the most phenomenal things, see lepers get new skin. I mean, you know, I saw every miracle pretty much in the New Testament or every healing in the New Testament. And, you know, I still had the same struggles that I had. I still had struggles with self-centeredness. I still had struggles with, you know, with, with, uh, with being unkind to people or being impatient with people. I, I still had all the same struggles. In other words, not only was I seeing these miracles, but I was the vehicle through which these miracles were coming to people. And you know something? It didn't change my character. And I can remember coming to this realization. If I have to choose between God manifesting himself in my character or manifesting himself outwardly through miracles, if, if those are the two choices I have to make, I'm going to choose character. Because I realized every limitation in my life came about in the areas that I had character issues. Every relationship that wasn't going good you know, where, where I was hurting other people was, was because of character issues. Uh, the ability to, to express myself to my kids, to my wife, to my friends, character issues. Now, thank God we don't have to choose between one or the other. We don't have to say, okay, I, I'm going to take character over miracles. No, it, it's all an expression of the love of God. But remember, the world... See, the world can see a miracle and explain in a way. I can remember when I, was a, when I was a little boy, my grandmother would watch Oral Roberts on television, and I can remember her and other people talking about how it was all a fake, how that he paid those people to, to act like that they got healed. You know, people can see a miracle, and anything that comes to a person through their five senses, that comes to them externally, they can, they can explain away. But I want to tell you something. When there's a change in you, you can't explain that away. I remember one time I was, uh, we were having one of our one of our summer meetings, and you know every year we actually still have World Changer Weekend. Back back in those days, we called them a uh, uh, imp summer impact. And so we were having a summer impact meeting, and uh, and I, during one of the meetings, I saw this family come in, never seen them before, and I got to talking to them at the end of the service. They had bought tickets for their whole family to fly here from Australia because there was a woman in their city that was one of the meanest religious women they said that they ever knew. She was mean, she was critical, she was hard. And he said every time he started seeing her she, over a period of time, she was different, she had changed. And when he said, what, what has happened to you? You've changed so much. She handed him my book, Grace, the Power to Change. And, and he basically said, you know something, if, if anything can change this woman this much, I've got to go and find out about it. 
You know something? There is no arguing with the change in your character. People can argue with, with the outside things, the miracles, the miraculous, but they can't argue with you treating them better. Listen, seek God to grow to be like Jesus. Take just a minute at the end of this and be sure and subscribe to this if you're watching on, on YouTube and let's help thousands of people around the world get this message. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.